Hello and welcome to Public Access America. This is just the tip. And I do want to tell people, check out Katie Porter. Um, Katie Porter, if you want to be president, AG, you know, Secretary of State, Mr. Access America, I'm here for you. You know, all the way. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the reality is is that those internal those internal government bodies, they have to change their own culture. Yeah. And and it has to be that, you know, you know, people have to vote for younger people, number one. Yeah. And number two, the people that are in there, you know, when it comes to the speaker, they have to vote for who they think is going to be representative of the current generation of politicians. I agree. And that's so it's a twofold problem. You know, if you want younger representation, the people have to vote for younger representation. Just a tip. 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 It's time now for something positive. We might be headed to the promised land the of promised speaking land, the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. Of conscience. Because conscience. that is how it works. This is the beginning, it is not the finale, and that's why we're here, and that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority, creative minority, creative minority. Find a way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. See, I just see, I see murder as a late-term abortion, and I want to tie it all into it, because I think there's... No, what you saw was a hate crime take place. Yeah, and I made a note, because I didn't want to... I mean, I don't know anything about it, right? Like, it went, it happened on the weekend, I didn't get a lot of news, but I did check out Twitter, and I made a note about replacement theory. But do you know what happened before we start talking about this dude, awful uh, thing? This awful replacement Dude had a... <sighs> dude had uh, typed out a manifesto um drove several hours to a black community mm. and targeted black people in a mass because of course that's what that's what normal is that's what rational is now in america right you know and here's 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 the problem is is that this is not a unique assessment from the biden or from the biden administration even the trump administration flat out said that the biggest issue that we are facing is not you know you know not you know organized terror from other countries right. the biggest threat we face currently is internal lone wolf attacks right and unfortunately, you see that a lot yeah. anymore. And in this case, I mean, it's 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 open and shut. It was live streamed. It was. It's 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 absolutely terrible. Mm -hmm. And there's gonna you know there's gonna be a ton of political spin on it, but there is no spin. Right. There is no. But spin. there's there's no. What like, do we do about it either? 
right? We're just arguing. This shouldn't have happened. That happened. We, this shouldn't have happened, but it isn't our fault. It happened. But nobody's like, how do we stop it? Because there is no answer. There's there's what? Eight, 800 million guns in a country of 350 million people. And good good people with guns don't protect us from bad people with guns, even though people with guns keep telling us they're going to protect us. Well, here's here's so what did happen is is there was an off-duty cop that was working security at that store. Okay. Had a gun on okay. him, black former uh, a black former police officer. This guy walked in to the fucking nuts with body armor on and this cop, this retired cop took out his service weapon, his old service weapon and he fired and shot at this guy and hit him. But because he had a lot of body armor on It didn't on, even affect him. It didn't do anything. So there was, I, I there was a good you know, citizen. A are good. Gonna, there was a good guy with a gun there, okay. but the pro it's you know, not enough. One good guy with a gun, one good guy with a gun right. against somebody who is body armored yeah, up. Somebody that planned on doing what he's weapons. doing. It's like, unless you've got somebody there who has high powered weapons. I mm -hmm. mean, this, this, this is kind of like the hallmarks of, you know, I wouldn't say the hallmarks of a very similar scenario would be like the North Hollywood shootout for those that may or may not know what that is. Um, there was a couple of guys who had fully automatic AKs, hundred round drums, fully body armored, and they would rob banks. Right. But, uh, in, so in, in North Hollywood, they outmatched so anybody that responded. Right. And, and the LAPD did not have, uh, they did not have M 16s or AR 15s. They didn't have or armored cars, armored planted cars, armored cars. Yeah. They didn't have, they didn't have the vests, weapons, like nothing. <laughs> they didn't have the stuff to go up against, uh, you know, somebody who had, you know, level four body armor, right. uh, who had fully automatic machine guns, mm -hmm. who had hundred round drums. And we're using armor piercing rounds. Right. They didn't have anybody, uh, anything to go up against them. Right. You know what that reminds me of? A teacher in a school shooting with a gun. You know, a teacher is sitting I mean, there in body armor when a kid comes in and shoots up a school. Like they want to give teachers bot, uh, guns, but how is that going to protect anybody? In the same way as the LA cops and these guys, they're outmatched. They're always going to be outmatched. Don't put your teachers in the way. You know, find a different well, solution well, here. I mean, and 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 so in, in in this scenario, it's like, you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of unknowns. We don't know mm -hmm. how much this stuff was, you know, how much was posted online well before this happened. Right. We don't know of, we don't know like what kind of meetings this person was having with, you know, if they were having meetings with anybody else. We don't know if this person was literally just, you know, on their own, no communication with anybody bought a bunch of stuff and decided that it was time. We don't know like if, if they were being fed crazy shit by specific news sources right. or online forums. We don't know anything other than they posted a manifesto and then they they live streamed their their cry. I did hear that like word for word it was Tucker Carlson's show, but that was from an extremely leftist sort of voice, you know what I mean? So I didn't really and, and, I didn't really know. I know that there's Per, per, there, people are people are pushing the narrative that we need to attack each other and that's just wrong that's not something we need to do you know well when you when you have constant rallying cries of we have to take back our country right 
as a like, like it doesn't like it doesn't belong to the other 50 percent of the population right and we're going to start talking about replacement theory there is a there's an evangelist mentality that i heard about just recently from an evangelist that there's a fracture in the evangelist nation and what they feel is that there is already a civil war because secularists secularists like you and i want to push them out of government and i just wanted to let all the evangelists know yes because we have a separation of church and government we don't want you in it just like you don't want sharia law <laughs> so, you know i don't i don't want i don't want religion in government no, like at all and, and that's the thing is like i don't want christianity in government right. i don't want judaism in government i don't want is i don't want islam in the government i don't want hinduism right. buddhism shintoism jainism right. i don't want any religion right government. that's the reality is is that you know i want a base set of laws that are free of religion just like I also don't want government getting involved in religion. Exactly. I don't want the government to come in and tell you who you can and can't marry. I don't want the government to t come in and tell you when you can right. and can't worship. I don't want the government to, to come in and tell you when and where you can meet. I don't want those things either. Right. We're not attack, but we're not attacking evangelists. We're protecting our government. There's a big difference there. Like evangelists, you're attacking our government. <laughs> you know? I just wanted to let them know that. You're you're trying to shove religion into something that doesn't hold religion, and you're just you're you're mixing shit up, and that's really bad for the country because we're not coming after you; we're stopping you from coming after us. And you sure. can see that as obvious as you can in abortion rights. It's like so. It's like my question is: is you know, for the Christian religions out there that don't allow gay marriage, but there's Christian religions out there that mm -hmm. do. Why aren't you attacking each other? You know, yeah. that's not the government doing, you know, right. If, if, if the, if the Episcopalians decide that gay marriage is, is cool within their Christian religion, but you know, the Catholics say no, well, like, why aren't you two having it out with each other? That's right. not government doing anything like the government objectively is going to sit there and go, I don't know. Yeah. You guys decide what you're going to do. That's not our business. Right. We're going to stay out of it. We're not going to tell you. Right. You know, the Torah says that if a woman is in danger, She's obligated to have an abortion. She's ob obligated to protect her life. Um, the the Quran, right, says that a woman has, a family has the the expectation to take care of life. That the woman's life is as important and abortion is not bad. It's not a sin. It's just not your first choice. You know? <laughs> right. And that, I, there's this. There's this comment that I heard. I wanted to get to replacement theory because it's so interesting. But somebody said that people are using abortion as contraception. <laughs> and this oh is this is a stereotype God. of contraception and abortion. They're trying to put the two together so that you'll hate all of it. Abortion is the least favorable decision a woman has to make at the time she's making it. It's like... It's like saying, do I want to eat shit or do I want to eat old shit? There is no... Like, do you want to eat a turd yeah. sandwich or a shit smoothie? There's no good decision there. Uh, when abortion is the best of the of the options you have, the options you have are pretty shitty. Like, nobody wants to have an abortion. They really don't, but they there's a necessity to it. And that's not for me to, so, that's not for me to judge, right? Right. So to get back to yeah, you know what's happened in Buffalo, um, this is this one of the things that I'm 
I, I've talked about before, and, and I'm going to say this again. A gun-free zone only works when people who obey the rules uh-huh. don't bring a gun in. I agree. And so responsible gun owners, for better or worse, uh-huh. are going to look at that and they're going to be like, yeah, I don't like it, but yeah, that's the rule. Somebody's always going to have a gun. Is it going to be the good guys or the bad guys? That's the theory, right? Whereas, whereas people, you know, criminals are who criminals are. They don't listen to rules. Mm-hmm. They don't follow laws. They bring guns into places that they're not supposed to. Right. And they do, they do things like this. Like that's the reality. It's so crazy. Yeah, they I don't they know. can cut your cell service in a movie theater, but they can't disarm a gun when it goes into a Walmart. You know what I mean? There's no technology to disarm, to disarm that gun, but there's technology to disarm our phones, you know? What, and, and one of the things that we have to keep in mind and, and when it comes to, you know, your second amendment, right. Is that, uh, you know, there should be that right to make sure that you're able to keep not only yourself safe, but, you know, your community safe, mm. you know, and that's what the security officer was doing, but he was trying to do. And unfortunately it cost him his life. The constitution you know, says nowhere that you should have the right to protect yourself and your community. I would say that it does. Where? Cause I have the right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. I don't have a bear to take his arms. it says we have a right to bear arms our militia has a right to bear arms that's our national guard right i'm not saying we should take guns away from people but i think it's getting a little over bloated so if we if we can't say that liberty means we have the right to abortion if amendment nine that says these rights should not be restricted to just what's mentioned in the constitution then tell me where in the constitution it says it's it's all right to have a gun so I would say, uh, you know, we talk about the well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. Mm-hmm. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Okay. But the militias are well-regulated. The militias are illegal. So, They're not so sanctioned. So let's look at. So let's look at that. Let's look at that objectively, just real yeah. quick. What was the militia during the times of British rule? It was everybody. Everybody needed a gun. What was, I'm looking for a specific definition. What was the militia during British rule? It was our army, right? The continental no. army. It was just people. No. Just Think people. About, had it was just people who had arms. Right. We didn't have an army. We didn't have a militia. Right. We didn't have any of that. We had a bunch of people who then decided individually and on their own that they were going to take up arms against you know the right because they had no sovereign protection as a nation they had no government to protect them you know what i mean exactly and in this case you know here's what you have you have free individuals who are trying to keep a free state Mm -hmm. i.e the ability to go out and go fucking grocery shopping without dying okay because the thing is, is that this was this was an issue that they had faced with British soldiers who would show up with guns, and every so often one of them would go off their fucking rocker and end up shooting civilians. Yeah, I mean the Boston massacre is is one of the one of the ones we talk about the most, but it's not it's not the only one that happened. Oh, agreed. That's how war happens. But you tell you tell me how you with a gun 
fits that definition. How how me with a gun fits yeah. that definition? Are you part of a militia? Are you protecting our sovereignty as a nation, as a community? <laughs> you have a gun, you have the right to use it. I'm not denying that. I'm just saying we shouldn't we should have an amendment to the constitution. We shouldn't be using vague language to protect a gun right, but not a woman's right. If we're gonna if oh, you're gonna I... be legitimately strict on the language of the constitution, you have the right to own a pair of bear arms. You don't have a right to own a gun. <laughs> well, that's where you have to look at language from the context of don't history. Don't want to do that. That's why I don't want to do that. Judge Alito doesn't have to. I don't have to. Where does it say I I can own a gun? I'll tell you where in the Ninth Amendment that says the rights of a person shouldn't be limited to the rights mentioned in the Constitution. The same place that it says a woman has a right to an abortion. Well, and then the language is clear in the Second Amendment. You can sit down and say bear, bear arms, arms, but there are two definitions. <laughs> know, there are two definitions to the word bear. Okay, so, so you can, you so can the, have arms. What's the term? What's the phrase arms? You have to look at that. I just we're we're. This is what the Republicans have us doing, and that's the problem. I I believe mm -hmm. everyone has the right to own a gun, because I have the mm -hmm. freedom to protect myself, right? And, and right. the government can't be there to protect me personally so instead they gave me the right of self-protection and so they say yeah you can have a gun because we don't want to be there to protect you specifically all the time i also think that if a woman has a fetus that dies in her belly she shouldn't have to bring that to term right, right. well i mean she's not going and to I don't, it's literally either going to kill right. her or or you and know, i don't think the government to wants to sit there and be a tribunal on women walking up saying, this is my situation. Oh, well, then we bless you. We don't bless you. They don't want to do that. They don't want to protect me individually 24 hours a day. They should give a woman a chance to protect herself. Mm -hmm. okay. Well, and that's, and unfortunately, you know, know. this is where the theocracy of it comes mm -hmm. in, you know, on, on that side. It's like, I'm 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 glad that you think that your religion is what should dictate government right. policy. But if you're going to do that, then I mean, the reality is is that you know the Church of Satan should have the same level of religious edict as you know yes. the you know the Catholic Church or right. Baptist Church or whatever. And you know, I mean, Catholics it, didn't the, make this country. Christian evangelists didn't come over to this country and step on Plymouth Rock. Protestants did. You know? <laughs> So, so <laughs> that's where, that's where yeah, all of this is a fucking sorry. shit show in that realm. And, and Agreed. with what happened in Buffalo, there is just, yeah, it's, 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 it's another national tragedy in a line of national tragedy. Well, the, here's the thing. And, and people want to know how to stop it. How you stop it isn't by getting rid of the guns. It's about changing the mind that holds the gun. And that's where we come in that's something right. we can do we can help people with that process you know and and that's where and that's where you have to have the discussion you know where where we have the discussion is you know the the right to free speech does not preclude um calls to violence so you can say anything that you want but the moment you start calling for violence is when this starts to get real hairy really fast because you can't call for violence. And, you know, in the case of where, you know, you have this manifesto that is going to talk about any number of different things that uh, they view as why they have been called to violence. 
the question is, is can you draw the line between a manifesto and a, um, and the act and where they got the information from that would inform the manifesto. I think that's, that's the real, I think that's next real battleground in terms of, of free speech is, you know, what we have said is, is that call, you know, we already have established precedent that calls to violence are not accepted. Right here. So then the question becomes, if somebody is getting information that they are turning into violent acts, the question is going to become, has that constituted as a call to violence? Right. That message. And, and so, you know, in this case where, you know, you have some far left leaning thing that says it's a Tucker, Tucker Carlson episode, word for word. I mean, you know, if, if that's the case, you know, Tucker's going to have a real hard time proving that, you know, his words are not a call to violence. Right. He's not specifically saying go out into the street and, and kill people. No, but he's saying there's this crazy problem and we don't know how to solve it. Do you? It's, it's that whole mechanism of, well, I'm just telling a joke. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. no, when your joke is, when, when the joke is making people feel like shit, that's not really a joke. Kind of like when, when your words are leaving people to foment violence, uh-huh. that's not really, uh, uh, that's not really speech that tends to lead a person right to nonviolence and you can't, you, it becomes real hard to separate the fact that you might not be saying specifically go out and commit violence. But the insinuation is, is that you're expecting people to. To come up with a solution that may include violence. I didn't know that that would happen, but sure, it was one of the ideas. I think that Tucker Carlson thinks there's this woke mob that's looking to attack everybody that uses the wrong pronoun. And the truth is, is it's the way you deliver it. I can, I can use the wrong pronoun and people can correct me and I'll take that. And I'll understand that. And it, I might forget mm-hmm. once in a while and I might remember, but there's an honest attempt to try. There's not an attempt to right. demonize. If you're looking to demonize somebody for just trying to be themselves and you don't want to know why you shouldn't, then yes, the woke mob is going to attack you because we protect, we protect each other. Like you said, right? We don't need mm-hmm. a gun. Sometimes we need a mob and sometimes we need protesters to protect our rights. But Jeffrey, you have the right to live just like I have a right to live. And I don't know why. Just like those people in Buffalo had a right to just live. Just like Tucker Carlson has the right to live. Like, I believe he has the right to say whatever he wants. I just find it fascinating that people use their right to listen. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want and him that's... taking his rights away because I don't want somebody listening to my show and going, oh, well, you talked about protesting and guns in the same thing. You're, you know, that's bad. I don't want somebody regulating me like they're trying to regulate women's rights we have a first amendment right well and that's and that's where you know we have to remember you know what we have the freedom to say what it is that we want we just don't have the freedom of consequences from that well some people do don't they some well (laughs) it just depends on how much money you got yeah you know and and even then so you know at some point you're going to screw up big enough that you know, if, if you don't lose in the court of public opinion, yeah. you're just going to lose in court period. Right. Nate's- and, and, and that's the real, and, and the real issue is, is that it's like, you know, 
once again, you know, there was a there was a case that actually got decided this week uh, about how uh, it was a Twitter case, actually, uh, uh, about censorship. And, you know, the Ninth Circuit flat out said, uh, I think it was two to one. And the two that decided were conservative. Mm-hmm. I want to say they were conservative. Uh, I'll try. I'll, I'll have to remember this. But basically what they said was, is that, you know, freedom of speech is the government silencing you it does not pertain to public corporations that's right it's a take a hands off we're not going to affect this one way or another it's like you know so once again you know people need to understand it's like the government can't tell me what we we can and can't say and even then we found out that there are limits like you and i can't make calls for violence in the streets we can't we will we will end up getting arrested and and number two that's not what i want and we can't stand on susan collins lawn and yell at her we can't we can't go on judge alito's porch and and bang on his door and threaten him you know well, you can't you can't go on his porch, but you can certainly be on his site. You can be I mean, on the public spaces. property, but we have the limits to where and what we can say. You know what I mean? Right, right. You you know you have limits, right. and there there are there are specific limits, and it's you know your right to free speech doesn't trump you know somebody's right to privacy right. in their own home, and that's and that's perfectly acceptable and fine. We have put limits on free speech. Otherwise, you know, what would be the, you know, if there were no limits, you know, is, is it okay for them to barge into Alito's house right. and sit there and yell at him for 24 hours straight? No, it's never going to happen. Is it, is it okay to call a Ruby Freeman and threaten her life? You know, no, it isn't. And you don't want to go right. on Judge Alito's porch and threaten him because on the other side of that door may be somebody with a gun, somebody that's willing to protect themselves from your threats. And so it's common sense to keep that barrier. That's why the law exists. It's not so that you can't go on his property. It's his property, right? And there's rights there. But it's t- for safety. It's it's safety. <laughs> And and when you look at when you look at what their what the options are in the public sphere, you have a lot. Hmm? I got you, Billy. <laughs> but Judge Alito has the right to say what he wants to. I think there's the consequences. Like I always say, karma's real. We just don't hang out long enough to watch it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it's 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 just it's mm-hmm. one of those things where. It is, it is not like we have to remember there are definitely cases of successful protests. Yeah. There's a lot of successful protests out there and there's a lot of successful methodologies out mm-hmm. there. And the problem, there are a lot of problems out there with the way things get decided with the way that, you know, protests end up going. Mm-hmm. And I just, well, think about it. Donald Trump wanted to shoot protesters in the legs, right? When they were protesting in front of the White House for George Floyd. He didn't. If he had, he would have been the bad guy because those protesters weren't threatening him or the White House, right? That's why it's a bad thing. That's why protest works when you protest and don't fight. (laughs) So just, I mean... There's, there's, that's how in, that's how India got their independence, by the way, is be for non-protest, for non-violent protest. You know, yeah. we are going to have our rights, 
This is what we want, and we are not doing another damn thing until you give them to us. And tyranny always yeah. says, then we will beat you into submission. And the idea is to say, fine, you can kill us all because we don't want to live under what you're proposing. You know, that's the way I feel about Republican agendas. I didn't agree right. to what you're saying. I agreed to the Constitution, barely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and that's and and that's the thing is, is that you know it's 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 a rough road. Yeah. So Jeffrey, why why replacement theory says that there's an, a plan, an agenda to replace white people with brown people, right? And this started in France. Um, some right wing guy decided that Muslims were taking over England and it's been moved over here to say brown people are taking over our country. Right. And this is, this is the reason that the guy shot 10 people in his manifesto. He says, because of replacement theory. And I just wanted to go over a couple of rational reasons why there might be more brown people in our country. Instead of talking about this replacement theory, I want to talk about why our country is becoming more and more diverse. Yeah. And I want to start with climate change because it's very obvious climate change. It's hot as fuck on the equator. It's cooler here. Our carbon emissions are making the world hotter. They're coming here to a cooler place. And that makes sense to me. If it's India has 120 degree days this month, April, they had the hottest day ever on record, 120 degrees in India. That's fucking hot. I would want to move away from that too. What about you? Oh, I mean, I would personally want to move away from that. That's shit. (laughs) Well, especially when, especially when, you know, that 120 degrees, like, like we have 120 degrees day, 20, 120 degrees day here. I mean, I lived in Phoenix for two and a half years. But we also have um, air conditioning. We also have a reliable power grid. Yeah. We also have any number of different amenities that help us manage that. It heat. doesn't smell like India. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can you imagine India? It's what it smells like in 120 degrees? Or I'm just saying like Venezuela, any, any, Panama, any, Honduras, any rural, like any of those. Any rural place mm-hmm. where any rural place where you don't have reliable uh modern amendments right. i would say and re- it's... remember that so climate change is the heating of our atmosphere and you have to remember when it's winter here it's somewhere somewhere else and so the earth is like a rotisserie chicken right and so it's constantly being warmed as it spins and our carbon makes our atmosphere opaque which means the light and heat can come in but it can't get out and that's why it's increasing in temperature like a rotisserie chicken you're not putting a flame on the chicken to cook it you're putting it in an atmosphere that cooks and that's what the earth is in right now and so you can imagine how the sun on one side heating the planet weirdly might affect the winter weather here. The breezes mm-hmm. that blow through might cause systems to move in different ways, right? And mm-hmm. that causes tsunamis. That causes hurricanes, devastations that people need to move away from. And that's just climate change. So people are coming to America because it's cooler. It's not as hot as fuck, right? <laughs> All right. There's that. There is that. I would say. <clears throat> what do you think? You got number one? number two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, economic opportunity. Ooh, yeah, I have that one. I love it. So, so here's here's the reality. It's not that you know America is this place of amazing, high-paying jobs. 
it's that there are higher paying jobs mm-hmm. in America doing exactly what they do back home right. that they would then benefit from. I, so like if your choice is, you know, pick beet fields in Mexico for, you know, 25 cents an hour mm-hmm. or pick beet fields in America for $7 and 25 cents an hour. Yep. I mean, mathematically speaking, that checks out, but especially when you're the farmer who can't get anybody in the country to come and pick. That's what I'm saying. The immigrants like, well, they don't care. They don't want to do it anyway. And then they come here to do it. And we're like, you're taking our job. We're not taking your jobs. You had, you had first dibs at it, you know, but still needs to get done. 11 million open jobs in this country and uh, 7 million people to fill them. There's a reason that we allow immigrants in because they do the shit we don't want to do. Right. Exactly. And so, you know, there's an economic opportunity mm-hmm. there and a need yes. for it. I have that ne- necessity because we bring a lot of Fil- Filipino nurses in, right? We bring a lot of mm-hmm. engineers in. We bring a lot of people in mm-hmm. from around the world, as well as we yeah, bring... Yeah, we've got coders, we've right. got security experts, we've got any number Silicon of Valley people Silicon Valley is in. full of minorities, you know? And, and, and so, you know, when you have... And that's the thing is, is like when you have places like India and China that have, you know, over a billion people Uh each, that means that there's a lot of people who are potentially experts and those experts are finding places here in this country because number one, they're, you know, and and, and this is where, you know, if, if you believe in the American ideal, let's go with that. They're finding that life under a communist dictator is not as amenable as life, a free life under American values. And that's just true. Even the dictators feel that way. But those, pe- those and, people fall under day, day, day workers, work <clears throat> visas, and I put education in there because we bring people from yep. around the world that have potential, and then we nurture that potential through our educational programs, creating yep. amazing people that do amazing things, and a lot of them are brown. And that's okay. And guess what? There are, and, and here's the thing is, is that that education in Western schools with Western doctrine mm-hmm. has inspired some places to elect those people <clears throat> to become like more Western democracy. Right. I want to say, I want to say uh, there's a couple of places in Africa where they just had people win that were, ed- you know, uh, that they were educated here in the U S and they fell in love with the way that, you know, our system mm-hmm. works. So they've decided to take that back home to their countries and with their educations and try and, and implement something more, you know, more akin to what they enjoyed here because they saw its benefits and its value. You want to hear something crazy? That's actually, that's, that's actually an old military doctrine was the idea that we could bring people over, show them how good the West was. And then when they decided to go back, they would change you know, their areas exactly to be more westernized. Want to hear something amazing on this the exact point you just made? We have a new market in Africa. Congratulations. Hello, Africa. Welcome. We are Public Access America and we want to hear from you. We're getting listens from South America, Kenya. It's amazing. South America, South, South Africa. Africa. South, South, South Africa, sorry. Ah, South well, Africa. hello, South Africa. Angola. Would love to come visit you Ang- sometime. Angola. Angola yeah. Like we just started getting listens from I Africa right. and that is fucking awesome. If I remember right, Angola is the country that has the AK on there. Or no, it wasn't Angola. 
I just think it's a it's an amazing opportunity for us. And like you were saying, people are being democratized and then being going back to these places that are oppressive and changing that. And they're bringing us along with them, Jeffrey. That's what's so cool to me, you know? It's Mozambique. Mozambique is the country that has uh, the, the AK on it. Well, I am happy to know anything about Africa. I will tell you the one thing I knew about Africa before I started learning anything about Africa was there's this beach in South Africa. Uh, I think it's called Pebble Beach. And the penguins once a year come from Antarctica. They swim all the way up to that beach. So you can actually sit in a cl uh, tropical climate and see penguins at the same time. And I think that's right. so cool. Well, well, Africa, great to see yeah. you. Uh, great to have you around. And as always, if you have questions, by all means, yeah. send them in. This is what equality sounds like. Replicate it. I want to talk about something that I think is so funny to me about replacement theory. And I, I tagged it theft, right? And all I have mm. to do is I have to say, this is not your ancestral land, white people. <laughs> right? If you want a white society, kind of go back to where your ancestors came from. This is where the brown people's kings and chiefs and ancestral land is. Like, this this is theirs. This is, this is where God intended the brown utopia to be. This isn't where God intended the white utopia to be, right? Go back to Europe, you Fox. <laughs> like if, if, if that's if that's your mentality, that's exactly you want a white utopia. Go back to go back to Europe. Right. You We're know, not find a way to get into Europe and best of luck. With our that. country's not getting browner. Their country was way too white for way too long. <laughs> and I right. and I call that theft. We're we're trying to usurp something that isn't ours. And if if for five thousand years, I know they just found people in Peru that date back to 5,000 years. For 5,000 years, brown people have been walking from South America to Canada, back to South America, stopping in Mexico in the United States and living their normal lives until white people came and said, no, it's not our land, it's their land. So when you think about replacement theory, think that you replaced them. They didn't, they're not replacing you. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. I'm so, glad that went yeah. over better. I thought I was going to be more of an asshole about it. <laughs> well, so I mean, I could be more of an asshole yeah. about it because it is that dumb. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so from the top of Alaska to the very bottom of Brazil, all of the people on that landmass, including us, they're Americans. We are the United States. And I think Republicans are turning us into the states with these 50 different versions of everything with no federal regulation. Then we're just the states. We're not even the United States. So we're just Americans, just like Colombians. Colombians are Americans too. Guess what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. All right. And then I have conflict. War. Why did, why, why did so many Syrians leave their home? They had to. There was a war. They had to get the fuck out and it isn't their war, right? It's a proxy war. Like white Anglo people are trying to define the region and they keep trading. White Anglo people did define Right. The well, region. that's what that's I'm the saying. Problem. They keep trying to trade it off. It was England. Then it was Russia. Then it was the United States. Then it was Russia and the United States. Then it was England, Russia, the United States and France. And then it was NATO. These, these people are leaving because you're trying to cause a conflict in their land and 
you need to give them the space to solve their own shit, even when it goes <clears throat> sideways and even when they don't side with your views. If Iran doesn't want to support America, that's not fucking our problem. That's Iran's right. <laughs> and they, they have the sovereign ability to be whatever they want, and we don't get to say what that's like. All I say is that if people don't like Syria, please give them the opportunity to move to somewhere they like. You know, And I think North Korea, you can be North Korea, just give the people the ability to move out if they don't like it or move in if they do like it. I, I believe that people don't like tyranny, autocrats, oppression, communism, dictatorship. I believe that if you give people the freedom to move where they want, North Korea would be pretty empty. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so give people the choice. You get to be the tyrant you want, but we don't have to be the victims. Mm -hmm. I like that. Opportunity, necessity. Uh -huh. Jeffrey, you know why a lot of immigrants move here? What do you got? Kim Kardashian. That's it, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you think about the American dream, the, the American life, she is the embodiment of that. And I don't know if she's over spray tanned. I know her, she's what? second generation american like her ancestors come from armenia she is a hairy little woman that reinvented the butt i mean i'm going to give her the credit she is the goat right i'm going to give her the credit i'm not a big fan of kim kardashian i think she's super superficial and i don't like that about people i like genuine people but her ass changed the world's asses and i think immigrants say i want that too and she's piped around the world you know, everybody sees the Kardashians and they all think that's what America's like and they all want a piece of that. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? No, it's annoying to yeah. me. Okay, fine. It's, it, it, it literally drives me crazy. <laughs> I know, I me just... too. But I just I thought it was so amazing that she came up. <laughs> like, I just, like for me, like, like I, I, I have not really watched network television. Yeah, I know for uh, or anything like that for a long time i'm so and jealous. very and 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 really like the only time that i've watched stuff is like after pretty much after it's already run it's course. Mm -hmm. like like i watched i watched the office and parks and rec after it was already done i hate the office it's it's there's some really fucking funny moments, there especially is. having worked in the office, having worked in an office. But I hate that my, Michael but, Scott is not a genuine character to me. And that really sucks because Steve Carell is an amazing actor. You know, it's just, I don't know. Like having had some real idiot bosses, uh -huh. it, it's, it, it, his character hits in a different way for okay. me. Okay. I just think most bosses try and hide it. Like, I think all bosses are as stupid as Michael Scott. I just don't think they openly share that with their staff the way Michael Scott does. Oh, you know, it's, it's very much for comedic effect. And I think that's what makes it so funny yeah. because the thing is, is that we've had bosses that dumb that are just not that open about it. Right. And that's my, and the other problem I had was guess what, Jeffrey, I'm a fucking warehouse guy and you got a warehouse right under this paper place that you don't even barely talk about. Why wasn't there a spinoff? You know, why wasn't there an office spinoff of Warehouse? Fuck, that would have been a great show. Do you know millions of people are employed in warehouses all over America? And we don't have a show. Mm -hmm. We don't have a TV show. It sucks. Um, yeah. Sorry, I ran yeah. out of points why America's brown. America's brown. It's going to be brown. It's always going to be brown. And that, the, there's, end, there's a lot of the brown. end result is, is wonderful, beautifully mixed people. 
that aren't anything. Yeah. They're everything. And that's so beautiful to me. <laughs> and I would ultimately argue, you know, if, if your issue is why is America brown? Getting browner? Here's, yeah. here's your answer. Because America, as we know it, was never supposed to be a race, religion, or creed. Right. It was supposed to be an idea. And it was supposed to be an idea that could easily be translated and accepted across multiple cultures. Right. So if you think America is a color, you're really mistaken about what the American dream was supposed to right. be. America was supposed to be multiple colors. It was supposed to be we were a nation of immigrants mm. you know we were and that's what it was supposed to continue to be it wasn't just a nation of european immigrants right. it was meant to be a nation that you know brought in the best and the brightest from all across the country uh, all across the world right all across you know from from continents that you know had had very little or continents you know that had a lot mm. uh, from places where you know, you didn't have much rule to places where you had, you know, iron fist dictators. Yep. You know, it was, it was meant to be more than just something surface level. It was meant to be this idea that you just couldn't get rid of. More than a government, a people, right? And you can see that in the boroughs of New York or in the, the low income housing of Chicago. It's the way it went. It started with, you know, uh, Italians and Scottish and Irish and people hated all them. And then it was Jewish people. Then it was Asian people. Then it was Latino people, black people, white people. It's like, that's the way the world is. You know, I think we should be Maybe. more concerned about an overall benefit financially to everybody if everybody's more financially secure then everybody does better and it doesn't matter if some brown guy is picking beets for seven dollars an hour surviving and building a family that doesn't affect you at all it benefits you in fact because then that cabbage is cheaper because he's not paying somebody fifteen dollars to pick it or buying a hundred thousand dollar harvester right so immigrants make our foods cheaper and we need to bring them in it's just, I hate title 42. It's still, it, and now it's like blocking all of the COVID fucking money. It's what's, what's hilarious is, is, is that you want, you have a group of people who want the end to all COVID restrictions. Uh -huh. So they're like, okay, we'll get rid of title 42. And they're like, no, not like that. Right. All you have to do is it's replace like, title 42 with a nuh -uh law, just a piece of paper that says nuh -uh, signed by Biden. You know, <laughs> you're not coming in, not because of COVID, but because we don't have the infrastructure to process you right now, which is true. Donald Trump stripped all that stuff to Donald, Donald Trump wanted to streamline the government. He wanted to make it more cost effective. And he did that in ways by cutting staff and budget and infrastructure in these areas so yeah but then spent it elsewhere well yeah 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 of course like like vladimir putin why doesn't vladimir putin have an awesome army because he stole half the money right so he can't <laughs> and I, yeah the, the so most... instead we literally have taken a, a group of people who were far supposedly far less trained right gave them our our c tier and b tier <laughs> weapons and they're just fucking kicking their we're asses. giving them the c tier weapons from russia like they're using Russian made equipment. And I think what's so funny is somebody had said Vladimir Putin didn't, he was going to increase the army. He was going to send a hundred thousand 
um, recruits in, but then he realized he really didn't want to give a hundred thousand Russians guns <laughs> because he worried about them taking over. And I thought that was so hilarious, you know? Well, and, and I mean, like at this point, like the Ukrainians are kicking some serious ass. Yeah. I think there was an assessment that came out and said that, you know, Russia has lost a third of their, their invasion forces. Yes. That's a lot of people. That's yeah. 20 to 30,000 people that they've lost. Yeah, 15,000 was what, 20 times what we lost in Afghanistan? Yep. And that was 15,000. That's not even what's wounded or who's deserted, you know? Yeah, like, you know, it could be, you know, I, I don't know that it's up to 50,000 because supposedly they had 150,000 people. Right. But I don't know that it's quite that. But, I mean, you, you're looking at anywhere from twenty to 40,000 people, I would say, 20 to 30,000 people might be more accurate, right? but they're, you know, they're not combat effective. Uh -oh. They're literally, they are, they've lost enough people that they would be considered a defensive force because they don't have offensive capability. And they've lost 13 generals. Like they don't, what in our army, if a private sees something, he can radio and he knows a set of instructions that he has, a set of scenarios he can work from, and he can call like backup and be like, this is what's going on, this is what I'm going to do, and he does it. In Russia, a private says, what do I do? And when a general's dead, there's no answer, and he does nothing because he doesn't know what to do. Because if he does the wrong thing, he dies. Somebody kills him for espionage or treason or some made-up shit, right? Because that's the way Russia works. And Ukrainians are digging up Russian soldiers' bodies and asking Russia for DNA so that they can match these soldiers with their families. And Russia doesn't want to do that because they want to hide all these dead bodies. How do you hide the dead bodies? Yeah. Do you just tell families, oh, your son defected because he didn't want to be in Russia anymore? Or he's still fighting somewhere else? Like, do these... De defected to Ukrainian soil about approximately six feet down? Yeah, but you don't want to say that people are defecting from Russia, right? So what are are these people? I don't understand the theory. They're using cream, mobile crematoriums to burn Russian bodies so they don't have to send them home. Yep. Man, did you see the TV? Like, I guess the TV guide in Russia all, all said it got hacked. Yeah, it all got yep. hacked, and the news agency got hacked, and fuck, yep. that is awesome. We all we all think Russia's this like superpower because America needed a foe, right? And Russia was this lame peop this lame people with a lot of nuclear warheads with no missiles to shoot them. <laughs> well, I mean, that was the thing. Like, you know, I would say up through up through the the sixties, mm -hmm. you know, it was very clear that you know Russia, you know, Russia, aka the Soviet Union, was a foe because they had massive armies, they had massive capabilities, and I would argue that we were on a pretty a pretty level playing field. But what we found out, and I would argue that, that could we started be, yeah. finding this out in the 1960s, was is that, you know, with with the Bay of Pigs invasion, mm -hmm. Soviet missiles weren't capable of hitting the U.S. from where they were. Right. They made warheads. They didn't know how to make missiles. I just watched. No, they knew how to make missiles. They just couldn't well, inter inter -ballist, could, uh, ballistic missiles, right? Inter <clears throat> intercontinental. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't make those, and so like. They eventually got there. Uh -huh. Yeah, they they have that, but, um, but I would say that the culmination is like we knew by the end of the '60s that the Soviets couldn't match us all that okay. well. 
the advantage that they had was numbers and nukes. They, they would use a nuke before we would. Well, and we both operated under that, under that idea was, is that the other, the the opposing army would nuke us first. Yeah. They think we're we're just as evil as they are. And I, it makes me think that it's the same thing with the Republicans. They believe that we want to do to them what they're doing to us. they just want to do it first before we do it to them. And that's why I wanted to explain that Christian evangelist thing. We're not coming after you. It's you that's coming after our government. And it's the same thing with Russia. We are not coming after you, but if you keep trying to cyber attack us and shut down our infrastructure, we're going to protect ourselves, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We have no issue. Like Russian people, I don't know whether I like you or not. I don't know anything about you. And why is that? Because you have such a closed society. Why is that? Because you have a dictator that steals half your profits and wants to protect himself. And maybe Stalin did better because he didn't steal as much, but he killed so many people. Right. And that's, you know, and that's, and that's the thing is, is like, I guarantee you that, you know, the average Russian citizen and the average American citizen probably have far more in common than we could ever fully realize. It's like, they just want to be left alone. They want to do their own thing. They want to make their money. They want Mm -hmm. to, you know, that their needs are met at the end of the day. And that's that. Right. So I heard Vladimir Putin has blood cancer. I have heard so many different things about what Vladimir Putin has. I just don't. At this point, I'm like. I'm just curious why that rumor would be floated out there. Does that, uh, does that explain the war? Is it like, sorry, Vladimir's crazy right now. He has leukemia. He might be dying. So forgive the war when he's dead. We'll end it. Like, I don't get it. It's like, if I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know that you, we'd forgive the war, but I'm, I know that it would stop the moment that uh, Vladimir Putin was dead. Yeah. You know, I, the biggest issue you're going to have is, is that, uh, you know, the, re- you know, the removal of Russian troops, especially from Crimea, yeah. like that's going to be a, a big issue and Ukraine's not going to stop pushing until they get Crimea. That's back. right. And neither they shouldn't, they shouldn't. No, no, no. So, I mean, realistically, it's like, I've heard any number of things that, you know, is wrong with Putin and everything is like, yeah, you know, everything from cancer treatments <laughs> to schizophrenia to, uh, right. just being being isolated because of COVID for so oh, long. Cabin like, fever. That's why Ukrainians, Ukrainians are dying in mass numbers. Vlad has cabin fever. So I mean, there is there is so many different reasons why, and yeah, uh, it, it doesn't. It's all hearsay. Right. Like, nobody has. I don't anything that is you know. Basically, at this point, is if Russians want to mm. stop being embarrassed and stop being sanctioned into the, you know the ground, mm. they're going to have to get rid of Vladimir Putin. <clears throat> yeah, there's no and Lavrov. There's there's words and there's actions and mm. um an old partner of mine, a drug addict, said, "I don't know why you listen to my words when not watch my actions." I don't really care if Vladimir Putin fucking runs around Moscow naked in a turban. It doesn't matter to me. If they're still fighting a war in Ukraine, I don't give a fuck, right? They need to stop. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse you can make for what's going on. There is only an action to end it. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Somebody said that so at the end of World War II, Russia mm-hmm thought that America and Russia were the two superpowers that does, that were allowed to divide the world up. So everything belongs mm-hmm. to Russia or America. And we were the dumbasses that gave our portion to Europe 
but he wants his stuff back. He thinks what Russia deserves as a superpower, he should just take. And that really worries me. That means he's not going to stop in Ukraine. You know what I mean? Well, he's not going to have much of a choice, to be perfectly honest. I agree. He's going to be shoved back because, in ways you can't because even he imagine. Couldn't, because he couldn't, he can't even take Ukraine. Right. So what's he going to do with a depleted force? Send them somewhere else? Yeah. Let me ask, let me ask you this. If Ukraine depletes Russian forces enough, are they going to stop at the Ukraine border or are they going to start carving out yes. some of Russia for them? No, they'll stop. I would want to go, the reason I would why is go because... into these filtration camps and find the mass graves. I would fight to the well, point of getting to there. You know what I mean? I think, I think, well, that's the problem is, is that you'd be on your way to Siberia at that point. Fuck, then we're going to Siberia. <laughs> well, and that's, and that's, and, and ultimately that's where you have to have the UN. You have to have, yeah. um, you have to have a greater coalition than just Ukraine. Because yeah. if Ukraine tries to go into Russia, that's not going to go so But well. if you, that, that, that'll be a really terrible decision. But if Ukraine, no, Ukraine and Finland go into Russia. It's still not going to be enough. Man, they got a million man army over there in Finland. So Turk, it would take, it would take, it would take all of yeah. NATO. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, you saw the Russian parade on, on May day, right? Like there's, there's a lot of soldiers out there. <laughs> what, what the army, what, what, what a lot of the military forces call that is they call those units at parade readiness. Most of that shit isn't battlefield function. Right. And so it looks really fucking neat and really cool it is not functional, okay. which is, you know, Donald Trump wanted that. Uh -huh. And people had to sit down and say, look, that shit that they're parading around doesn't work. Right. And we don't, it's like, we didn't build streets to have tanks on them, you know, because <laughs> we're not that society. We're not a military society. You know, it's like <clears throat> our stuff is not in DC because our stuff is at battlefield readiness. Right. And also because like it's, it's out there, it's out there ready to fight because it's our stuff, not Donald Trump stuff, not Joe Biden's stuff, by the way, either. It's no, it's our I would stuff. be just as opposed if it was, I would be just as opposed if it was Biden asking for a military parade. No. Yeah. The answer's no. Yeah. No, no. God, what would that be like? Would there be a nap time in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, ah, uh, so Trevor, oh, we have like seven minutes left. Trevor Noah says that maybe we should start thinking about younger representation because the current representation obviously has no plan or thought of the future. And I thought that talking about the age of our representation was ageist and not to be done. Yep. I don't, I agree with him. <laughs> I agree with them. I think we need. I, I think instead of Nancy Pelosi holding back an AOC, I think a Katie Porter should be in the role of Nancy Pelosi and Nancy Pelosi should be there to answer any questions mm. if necessary. The same thing with like Kevin McCarthy. I think he's a disgusting tool bag. I think that like a John Capco might be mm -hmm. a better choice, you know, like well, somebody younger in the party not a Marjorie Taylor Greene, like not a Matt Gates, but somebody reasonable, you know, and younger with a vision of progressive. Because I think conservatives can be progressive if they chose to build a platform that way. I think there's a possibility. Um, but here you go. The, your issue then is, is it's not that there aren't Katie Porters. It's, it's that, you know, everybody 
surrounds themselves, uh, you know, and they, they cast their votes for the older generation. Yeah. Here's where my issue is. Um, you can't discriminate based on you age. Can't. That's already, that's already clear. Um, but there is nothing that says that you have to vote for the geriatric to be, uh, your speaker of the house right. or your minority or leader your or your Senate leader or your president or the vice president or the Senate, you know, minority leader. Yeah. <clears throat> but the thing is, is that all of those people fold in around that. Yeah. So you have to change the culture of, of the house of reps, you know, and it's, and, and basically what they're doing is they're going with whoever's been in there in the long. Right. But do we want a president that's closer to 90 than 70? And is 70 a little, I mean, I don't want to judge because everybody has their own health and conditions, but I don't see them wanting to be the future. And I do want to tell people, check out Katie Porter. Um, Katie Porter, if you want to be president, AG, you know, secretary of state, Mr. Access America, I'm here for you, you know, all the way. <laughs> so. I mean, that's the reality is, is that those internal, those internal government bodies, they have to change their own culture yeah. and, and it has to be that, you know, you know, people have to vote for younger people, number one. Yeah. And number two, the people that are in there, you know, when it comes to the speaker, they have to vote for who they think is going to be representative of the current generation of politicians. I agree. And that's, so it's a twofold problem. You know, if you want younger representation, the people have to vote for younger representation. And if you want younger representation to be your minority or your whip, then those people have to vote for it. And that you can only change, you can only, we can only change the, who we vote for. We can't necessarily change who we pick at this point. That's a good point. And a lot of people <laughs> like Pete Buttigieg. I don't see him enough. I don't like him. I think he's a little cocky and he doesn't respond to me at all personally. So. I'm not a big fan of him, <laughs> but, but I, I love his right to exist. And I want more people like him that I think the Democrats are there to throw out stupid, random ideas and solutions for things. And then it's the body politic that discusses that and decides whether it's something we need to do, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm going to tell you, I don't necessarily agree with state's rights in the form that it is right now. I think, I think like women's rights. I think that's something that needs to be federal in that state. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't, disagree I don't with like you the on idea one. of 50 different versions of America. I saw Gavin Newsom, the governor of California saying, Hey, guess what? We're doing this. And I was like, so is this what it's going to be? Like the travel ads for California are going to be like, come to California where we have very expansive abortion rights. Disneyland. You know? like, <laughs> We have Disneyland. We have Long Beach. We have, we have Hollywood. We have abortion. We have right. Come to, like, come uh, to Texas where you don't even need a permit to carry a gun. Like, I don't like these. I don't like this. I think there's certain things that just need to be national. Otherwise, we lose the United in the States. And that scares the fuck mm -hmm. out of me. Yep. So. Love you. Do you have any just the tips or summations or well anything? I think I think not right now. Yeah, I don't really either. How about this? Stop podcasting and go outside and enjoy the day. Expand. It's raining to beat hell. Oh, I got something here. Something. So if you want to spark your imagination, try looking at the color blue, Jeffrey. Deep blues will help you with your focus, and lighter blues will help you with your anxieties. 
I will try staring at blue. Let's try staring at blue. I like that. I love you, Jeffrey. Thank you for being here. I do have one question when I stop recording, so I'm going to push that now. Thank you for being here. Uh, surprise. Bye. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and a yielding hope. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. Things are, things are bad. Everybody knows things are Everybody bad. Knows things it's bad. a depression. It's In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome, welcome to public, to public access, access America. America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams Sunday on live YouTube. Time. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Stitcher Smart, Smart Radio, 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 Radio Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access Public America. Access history America. in the making. Making history in the making. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. 
by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.